You're listening to A Slice of Therapy with me, Alan Parry. In this episode, I want to talk about relationships and attachment. So, it may well be that one of your main difficulties in life comes from relationships. And it might be that you crave relationships, but they're very difficult to be in. And so you might look at yourself and think, you know, actually, I'm I'm doing pretty okay, really. But it's when I get into relationships that things start to get painful. And so you might actually recognise that in yourself as well. You know, this sense of the moment that you enter a relationship, that's the place where things start to fall apart, where you'll either become agitated and hurt, or you'll switch off emotionally. And then whichever response that you have, you notice then that the relationship begins to fail and you don't want it to fail. But this kind of process kind of kicks in. And you see this in couples therapy a lot as well, where one partner becomes more animated, is more kind of agitated and hurt. And then the other partner in response shuts down. And then that builds up a cycle because the, the, the first person sees the other one shutting down and so becomes more kind of panicky as the other part person seems to be disconnecting from them. And of course, that frightens them even more. So this, this tortoise goes even further into the shell again. And so it's a very common dynamic that. And so what I want to look at today is what is actually going on here? How is it that people who want a relationship can find it so painful and threatening to be inside of one? And the answer, I think, lies in attachment. So in this episode, we're going to be looking at how attachment works, relational attachment, that is. We're going to be looking at the role of the nervous system in attachments. I've spoken a lot in recent episodes about the nervous system, so I'll be calling back to that. And we'll be looking at how secure attachment is kind of a a gateway to optimal relationships. And when I say optimal, I'm talking about optimal satisfaction. So let's have a look at how attachment works. So everyone will have a kind of attachment style. And what an attachment style does, it describes how we attach to significant others. And there's lots of different ways that one can categorise attachment styles. But for this episode, I'm going to keep it as simple as possible. And I'm going to do that because basically understanding beats perfection. So Let's just say there are three main attachment styles. As I say, if you were to dig into this, you'll notice that there are a few kind of granularities of these as well. But just to keep it on the surface level, the three main attachment styles are secure, anxious and avoidant. So let me talk you through those because a person who is securely attached, will basically feel safe within the relationship. And so this is their kind of stance within relationships generally. It's not necessarily about this particular relationship. It's our kind of relational stance. So a securely attached person, when they enter a relationship, will 
will basically feel safe inside of one. So they're not constantly fearing that the other person is going to leave them or abandon them. And on the other hand, they're also comfortable with closeness. So they're not getting triggered when their partner gets close to them. And on top of that, a securely attached person, when things do go awry, as as they inevitably do from time to time in relationships, they have an expectation that everything's going to work out fine and they remain calm as a result. So that's the securely attached person. Now, a person who's anxiously attached is much more on alert to signs that their partner's no longer wanted to be with them. So they'll really notice the mood music and they'll be very sensitive to changes in the mood mood music because they're entering a relationship with a fear of abandonment and so they become fretful if their partner no, no longer seems to be as interested. So they might know that 20 minutes ago their partner loved them, but what about now kind of thing? So it's a really panicky, um, uncomfortable place to be. And so when things go awry in the relationship here, a person who's anxiously attached will feel scared and panicked, even if things just kind of have a little bit of a wobble in the relationship, like a small thing, they can feel very scared and panicked. Like, what does this mean? Is this the point where everything's going to end? Now, the final group that I mentioned there are people who are who have an avoidant attachment style. Now, people who are avoidantly attached, they want connection as well. But the problem is that when it arrives, it can feel really scary. So their partner will take a step forward and get a little bit closer. And so the avoidantly attached person will will feel uncomfortable and will instinctively take a step back in order to maintain the distance. And so there can often be a push-pull dynamic. So the pull is that genuine desire for connection, and then the push is the push away from the fear response when the other person gets too close for comfort. And so whereas an anxiously attached person can get very kind of um, panicked and agitated, The avoidant person can kind of almost look as if they're switching off emotionally and they retreat like that tortoise into a safer place and kind of emotionally vanish inside their shell. They kind of numb as it gets too uncomfortable and feels too safe. And so what we've got there is these three different attachment styles, secure, anxious and avoidant. Now, the good news about this is that however attachment styles were formed, they're not fixed. The research shows that you you can actually change your attachment style throughout life. And so someone who had an insecure attachment style, whether that be anxious or avoidant, can actually become secure in adulthood. And so in terms of therapy, Our job, really, where there are relational issues like this for a person, is to help the person create the change that leads to that security. And the other good news is that the research shows 
that the relationships that report optimal satisfaction have a secure person within. Now, I just want to draw your attention to that because the thing that stands out from this research is that when you have two secure people in a relationship, they don't report any greater satisfaction than if there's only one secure person in the relationship. So both of you don't have to be secure. As long as one of the people in the relationship is secure, then the likelihood is that that relationship will report, according to the studies, optimal satisfaction within that relationship. And I think that's a really important thing because it means that there's no added benefit really to both people being secure. As long as one is, you're going to hit that optimal satisfaction rating, or at least according to the research. And of course, there's other ways that relationships can fail, etc. But this is kind of like the core stuff, isn't it? Just how we are relationally attached. And so the good news is, when we realise that our attachment styles are not fixed, and when we realise that as long as we've just got one of us in the relationship who's securely attached, it means that the, great, the way to a great relationship is either to date a secure person or become one. And so this is where therapy comes in, because if at the moment you recognise yourself as someone who is not securely attached, who is either anxious or avoidant, then you can actually be hopeful because that attachment style can change. And the quickest way to get yourself to a place where your relationship is working well is to become securely attached to yourself. So that's the description of attachment. Those three things that we mentioned, secure, anxious and avoidant. And in this section of the episode, I want to talk about the role of the nervous system in attachment. And I often talk about the nervous system because the nervous system kind of takes over and kind of hijacks us in the moment. I've spoken about this. We did a series recently um, on this very issue. But, you know, if you're watching a scary movie and you jump, well, you didn't jump. Your nervous system took over and jumped for you. And so I find this a really important part of personal change is to recognise what the nervous system is doing and give it some help in terms of soothing it. So there's a thing called polyvagal theory. It was developed by this guy called Dr. Stephen Porges, who's got nothing to do with psychotherapy, actually. He's um, a medical researcher originally. And it is effectively the science of safety. It describes how our nervous system responds to cues of threat in our environment. And so whenever there's a there's a sign of unsafety, our bodies will naturally respond. You know, every time my um, my postman arrives every day, uh, I jump because somehow, I don't know how he does it, but he kind of sneaks up. And the next thing, the letterbox clatters and from nowhere I'm jumping. And so this is a good example because in that moment, my body has taken over. It's not a psychological response but it's a very natural, physical and biological one. So in terms of how this relates to relationships and attachments, 
there are three ways that the human nervous system will be responding in any given moment. And keep these in mind because I'm going to map them in a moment to those attachment states. So the first nervous system state is that we'll respond in a way that is socially engaged. So we feel safe, we feel calm, we can comfortably engage in interaction with others, we can hold eye contact, all those things where we feel comfortable and safe and secure. The second way that the human nervous system will respond is with a fight or flight response. So we feel a sense of panic and agitation. And that was evolved that way because that sense of panic and agitation gets us to solve the problem. And evolutionarily speaking, some of those problems were actually life-threatening. So it made sense for us to be fight or flight because that helps us to get away from the lion or whatever it happens to be. Now, the third state is shut down and shut down is where we kind of give up on solving the problem. We feel overwhelmed and we shut down and we go numb. So these three ways the human nervous system responds in any given moment is that we feel safe. So we're socially engaged. We go into fight or flight or we shut down and numb. So the reason why I'm telling you this is because it does actually link very closely to difficulties within relationships. Now, these kind of difficulties arise in any relationship. But what's happening here is that where we talk about relational attachment styles as we've just done, secure, um, anxious and avoidant, they map really, really closely to these polyvagal states. And so in many ways, what we're basically saying is, how safe do we feel inside a relationship? The person who feels safe will therefore have a secure attachment style. The person who feels more panicked and agitated and on hyper alert and is expecting the problem that, sorry, their partner to leave is going to be in fight or flight. Whereas a person who doesn't feel safe in a different way because they feel as though they can get overwhelmed by the closeness that a partner brings, will go into shutdown. And so these nervous system states are actually mapped to those relational attachment styles. Someone who is securely attached is simply someone who feels safe in a relationship. Someone who is anxiously attached is someone who feels a sense of panic and agitation, is expecting the other person to harm them or leave them in some way. And in terms of shutdown, this is the avoidance state where somebody then gets overwhelmed by the closeness of a partner. So if you yourself are noticing that you're having difficulty within relationships, and maybe it's a similar difficulty that keeps on showing up over and over again, you might actually recognise yourself in those attachment styles that I mentioned. You might recognise that you tend to shut down, that you tend to take a step back instinctively, and that this upsets your partner. Or you might notice that you're the person who's hyper alert and very fearful that the other person's going to leave you or whatever, 
or going to fall out of love with you and are constantly alert for the signs of that and tend to go into a more agitated fight or flight state. And so if you have these kind of relationship difficulties over and over again, you may well recognise that you have a particular attachment style. And in the recognition of that, you can also then understand from what I've just said, what's actually happening physiologically in your body when this occurs, when you're inside a relationship. Do you go into a fight or flight or do you go into a kind of more numb shut down? So as you think about your relational attachment style, you can then notice that it actually is just the response of your nervous system. And so the question comes about in terms of how to solve this. You know, there are many ways that you'll find out there where people will teach various communication approaches. Um, so I used to teach one myself, in fact, that I really like. It's called nonviolent communication. And they are great, but they're very, very difficult to access when your nervous system is in full fight or flight mode or feel so unsafe that you're shutting down. So what I want to look at instead is how are these nervous system responses learned and what can we do about that? And why is it that within a relationship, within a, a, a moment of closeness with a significant other, are your relational responses feeling less than safe? So what we've learned so far is that our relational attachment styles are really closely mapped to the three nervous system responses that all humans have. Are either calm social engagement, fight or flight and shut down. And we also discover that the best relationships, the ones that report optimal satisfaction, only need one securely attached person within that relationship. And so becoming securely attached yourself is the most likely way to lead to the fulfilling relationship that you actually want. And the great news here is you know, often what will happen in terms of couples that are having problems is that there tends to be one anxious partner and one avoidant partner. And sometimes there's one anxious partner and then another anxious partner who, and you're setting yourself off like, like Catherine wheels, you know, like fireworks. But when, you're, when there are two people in a relationship and neither of them are secure, the really positive, optimistic thing is that if you seek to change that, say through therapy or through some other means, you actually only need a 50% strike rate in that work, in that attachment work, to produce the kind of relationship that's most likely to have optimal satisfaction levels. Just a 50% strike rate between the two of you is what is going to produce that kind of optimal satisfaction there. So that's really positive. So the question is, how do we do that? And the answer lies really in why some respond calmly to certain relationship cues, while other will, others will see it as a sign of threat and unsafety. Because when those people who see it as a sign of threat and unsafety do so, it's because they're resembling 
difficult events from the past, often traumatic events from the past. And so the nervous system is playing out those old trauma responses in the here and now. Even though this situation probably isn't objectively unsafe, of course, in relationships there are moments as well, and, and circumstances and relationships which are objectively unsafe. So I'm not talking about those ones, but I'm talking about those things where we're getting agitated even though we're not objectively under threat. Because what's happening here is the nervous system is making a prediction and the brain makes predictions all the time. And so what the brain is doing is it's noticing some sort of subtle resemblance between now and then. It predicts that this is the same kind of scary situation. And so it gives us that same kind of agitation or shutdown that it learned was most protective for you back then. And so the answer to all of this is not managing things. It's not finding communication tools because on their own, you're going to find them very, very difficult to use. They'll, they'll come in more later on, I think. The answer is to rewrite those old trauma responses so that you respond from a here and now state of calm problem solving. And of course, the brain is reluctant to rewrite those traumatic learnings. It wants us to, to stay safe. And so if something was that significant, it initially wants us to remember that. But as I've spoken about before, there is actually a natural brain mechanism that when it's triggered very naturally rewrites those old trauma responses with the things that would actually be useful to us today. So those outdated ones that we want to get rid of, we can. And that process is known as memory reconsolidation. And so what will happen there if you were to, say, go through therapy where the, the destination was memory reconsolidation, such as I do, is that you will move from feeling anxious or overwhelmed within a relationship, even a relationship that feels that would otherwise feel safe, you know, would objectively be safe. You would go from that state of feeling insecure to actually feeling secure within the relationship. Now, once you get to a place where you're responding not from a place of panic, not from a place of shutdown, but you're responding to these little hiccups in the relationship from a place of calm. What will happen then is that the nervous system's incorrect prediction of threat is no longer being played out. And there's actually another way of describing a person who responds to these relational hiccups from a place of calm, and that is securely attached, which is where we started off, isn't it? So let's summarise. There are, for the sake of ease anyway, there are three key attachment styles. Secure, anxious and avoidant. And likewise, there are three nervous system responses to any situation. Calm and socially engaged, fight or flight and shut down. And so each attachment style maps to those nervous system responses. They describe, if you like, the default response of a person when facing relational difficulties. So the person who's secure is responding 
from a place of calm. I'm safe and I can be socially engaged. The person who is relationally anxious is feeling fight or flight because for whatever reason, historically, they don't feel safe in this relationship with the significant other. And similarly, the avoidant person also doesn't feel safe, but has a different strategy, feels overwhelmed and shuts down. That's what their nervous system has learned to do. And so the way to become securely attached, the way to become that person who is going to be in a relationship that reports optimal satisfaction is to change one's default nervous system response to problems within the relationship. So it's no longer panicky or fight or flight. It's no longer numbing and shut down. But that you do actually respond, as long as it is objectively safe, of course, in the here and now. And so given that the here and now, if it's a relationship hiccup, is not actually objectively dangerous, it's not a tiger, for instance, then you'll be able to respond to this from a place of calm. And the only way that you can create this kind of lasting transformational change is by triggering that brain mechanism that I talk about a lot, which is called memory reconsolidation. Because what that does is it rewrites the nervous system's old, now inaccurate predictions of danger and instead produces a calm response. And so what happens then is that your attachment style is forever changed in that moment and so too, as a result, are your chances of having the kind of relationship that reports optimal satisfaction. If you found this episode useful, please do share it so other people can get the benefits as well. If you'd like to work with me directly, I'm Alan Parry, and you can find more about me at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. And of course, you don't have to be local to me because I work online, so you can be based absolutely anywhere. And of course, please subscribe to the podcast as well, because it's absolutely free and it means that you'll never miss an episode again. So thanks for listening and I'll see you again on the next one.